What is going on, beautiful people of the world? Happy 12 days of gratitude. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is my favorite time of the year. The Thrive Forever Fit podcast turns into the 12 days of gratitude series this time every single year. So from the 13th of December all the way through December the 24th, Christmas Eve, I will be launching a brand new episode with a special guest talking about the powers and awesomeness of gratitude. So make sure you tune in, make sure you listen to all 12 episodes. I promise you, they will be amazing. They will be awesome. And I wanna wish you a very Merry Christmas, an abundant holiday season, whatever you're into, be into it. I'm into it with you. Love you, enjoy the series. Here we go. Hi, Lindy. Hi. How you doing? I'm great, thanks, how are you? I'm awesome. Now, before we start, since this is a 12 Days of Gratitude, how would someone say gratitude in Switzerland? Is there, is there a word for it? Do you know it? Ah, uh, probably Dankbarheit, like gratefulness, yeah. Dankbarheit? Dankbarheit. Dankbarheit. Like Danke is thank you. Okay. Yeah. Danke is thank you. I'm gonna start using yeah. that. Danke. Yeah. Danke. People are going to think I'm calling him a donkey. I'm going to get myself in trouble here in the States. That's going to be great. And, and you love donkey kicks. So yeah, see, how, see, how that all, see how that all just comes full circle. That's a little inside joke for me. Who doesn't like donkey kicks? Yeah. So guys, those of you who don't know Lindy, Lindy is my amazing client. One of my amazing clients lives in Switzerland. What, what town are you in in Switzerland? Zurich. Okay. So you're actually in Zurich. Okay. I'm pretty sure everybody knows if you know a town you probably would guess you know if it was jeopardy you'd probably guess zurich so awesome how long have you lived there um permanently about 16 years so you're basically you're basically forth, swiss back in i have my passport yeah and back and forth since i was 18 and i okay. a lady doesn't reveal her current age but and, I, and, a, and a gentleman never asked there <laughs> so we're, we're 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 good to go and you are not that old you're amazing um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about why you're here. So I had you on because I, you know, you and I fundamentally share a lot of the same ideals about, you know, mindset and human psychology and awesomeness and just being a, an amazing human. And so I think you're an amazing human. I wanted to share you with the world. And so thanks for being on the 12 Days of Gratitude. Well, thank you for having me. I feel really honored because I listened to them all last year and I just oh. thought they were, each one was really inspirational and just a little tidbit to get you through. Yeah. And they're also, they're also different, right? It's like you, yeah. you hear from people from all walks of life and different like, you know, backgrounds and everything. So what does, just what's your definition of gratitude? If we were just playing the, the definition game, like how would you define gratitude? I don't think I could, I could define it in a sentence, you know, I don't. Think it, means, it means so many different things to me. I mean, it's the essence of my faith for one, but also if I could say the one main thing I think it is, to me, it actually means action. I really associate it with taking action. Love that. Just get, elaborate. Can I elaborate? Okay. Yeah, no, hey, listen, um, this is, this, this is not a question and answer. This is, yeah. this is you talk as much as you want to talk. Cause I okay. love that. I love the idea of both of those. And I want you to touch on both of those. I love that you associate it with action because I don't think a lot of people do. And, and then I want you to, on the, the second part of the question, I want you to tell me about how it's, it's a cornerstone of your faith. So, so start with the action pieces. I find that to be, I like that. Yeah, I just, I, I, sometimes I'm just so overcome with how, um, how grateful I am for what I have. 
So I, I, regularly, I regularly think about how lucky I am, how blessed I am. Um, I just, uh, several times a day, sometimes I'm just, I'm living in this amazing, beautiful country, which is absolutely stunning. If you've never been, you absolutely have to come to Switzerland. It's so beautiful. Um, I have a great job. I have a healthy family. I have so many great things going for me. I just feel compelled that I need to act and give back because of it. So I really feel like because I've been blessed and because I have so much, I can't not do anything about that. I have to help other people. I have to put it back. Let me ask you a question on that. Cause I, I agree with you hundred percent. Like, I think that the more gratitude you really feel in your heart. Um, and I just, I just talked to my buddy Lance and he talked about like, for him, gratitude is kind of like having an open heart. Um, you know, not in the respects of, you know, kind of how we think about it in the, in the love world, but just like from an energy flow perspective, meaning like the more gratitude we have in our heart, the more we want to like give that gratitude. Um, for me, I always, I feel like that fortifies my gratitude, the more people that I help and the more that I share that. So give me an example of that. So what's something you would do because of your just abundance level of like personal gratitude that you feel? Well, I think, I think one of the major, um, points in my life where I realized that I really needed to give back and this is connected to my faith too um, is I I just felt really really moved to act um, to help people and women and children especially that had been stuck in sex trafficking and human trafficking and I, I had been teaching global issues at the time I knew about everything going on in the world um, I, I was sad about all sorts of things but this one issue really really broke my heart and because I would then start thinking about, well, I've been really privileged. I don't even know anybody who has been trafficked. I, like this is so far beyond any of anything I'm familiar with. Um, I felt like I needed to do something to make a change, to yeah. get involved, to raise awareness, to fundraise, to give money of my own in response because I'm so grateful about how beautiful my life is. Um, so many people don't have beautiful lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so let's, I want to elaborate on that. Cause I mean, I think you, what you said is amazing. Like you said, Oh, gratitude. And it makes me want to take action. And like, I think some people might've thought like, Oh, well then she just walks around town being like, hi, like, you know, you should have a great day. So what I, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to roll the dice and, and hope that you don't care. So whenever Lindy says she takes action on that, like you didn't just like throw a couple hundred dollars at a, at somebody like, hey, here's some money for an organization that takes care of women and children who've been sex trafficked. I mean, like you actually jumped in the game and started writing and started like, you know, creating opportunities for people to donate and learn more about this. So elaborate a little bit more about that for me, if you will, because I think that is the, you know, that's gratitude in its, in its most grandiose fashion. Well, the first thing that I did was I did as much research as I possibly could. I totally immersed myself in everything I could about it so I could become an expert so that I could actually kind of affect change. I knew what I was talking about. Um, if people had questions, I, I knew the stats, I knew the information, I knew the problem. So I learned everything I possibly could. And then I got together with like-minded people. Um, a friend of mine, um, Tabea, she had already started um, in Zurich, an organization um, going down into the red light district in Zurich and, and trying to serve the women down there and um, help women try to figure out who, who, are, who are trafficked, who are not, but still 
um, just go down there and serve. Um, and I would blog about that. So I would go down and meet the girls and, and I started a blog. Then we did something called a stiletto run, stiletto lauf in German, um, where we got a bunch of people together, hundreds of people, and we ran in high heels to raise awareness about it. And then I did a lot of things, fundraising in my church. At my school, I started clubs with um, the teens at school, got them involved, um, established a relationship with an organization in Romania um, that I still very much love and support. They're just absolutely amazing. Um, they're a, a shelter for victims of women and children. So they have women and children in their shelter. And um, we established a relationship with some of the girls in the shelter, with some of the kids at the school. So things like that. Yeah. And I was really heavily involved in for many, many years. And I would say I'm probably less involved now than I was. Um, I more support financially just because I have so many other things going on. But any chance I get, I try to talk about it and raise awareness. All right, let's talk about the connection of those two, because I think when everybody listening and, you know, me included, when you think about um, human trafficking, right, sex trafficking in general, like, that's a heavy, heavy topic, right? I mean, that doesn't, that, that topic doesn't elicit gratitude, like you don't attach the two. So, I mean, I think that's a beautiful unison for you, like, how were you able to, to keep your gratitude elevated while engaging in such a heavy, heavy topic? Does that make sense? Because I think a lot of times when we emulate... How did I anchor myself when yeah, I was beautiful. going yeah. through? Yeah, so definitely my faith, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I there were so many dark moments. I got very, very close to um, some people on the front lines. And so the stories I heard were just absolutely tore me apart and were so heavy. Um, I really had to learn to give that to God and to remember that I'm doing this in response to, that I want to make a difference, that I want to help, that I want to respond to my privilege and my, um, my wealth, not that I'm crazy wealthy, but compared to most of the rest of the world, we are, right, and yeah. a lot of us in the West, so um, yeah, I, I, I had to be very careful about not taking things in too much, I had to find a release for that too, because it's just such intense, intense work. Yeah. Now, tell me about like, what's your practice of gratitude? And what I mean by that is like, uh -huh. that, I think it's something that we, it, you know, it's kind of like, a, it's, it, it has to become part of, of you if you can to do it like without thinking about it, right? Like we can all write down what we're thankful for and that's, that's great and that's part of the process, but what do you do to make sure that you don't lose that, that energy and that open heart like we talked about earlier? So that's a very good question. And that's me putting in a plug for you there too, because oh, I've yeah. always been a super, super positive person. I'm to a fault. I can kind of reframe things and I can, I can find the positive sometimes, even when I shouldn't, um, when I yeah. do actually need to work things. I'm just, I, I love um, keeping happy and cheerful, being a cheerful person. And I had always, I, I know a lot about positive psychology and I, I've, I've studied it for years and um, I've always heard that you need to gratitude journal you need to gratitude journal you need to write it down you need to journal this and I'm I kind of thought I was a bit too cool for that so I just <laughs> I was like no I got this I'm a grateful person like 
I'm absolutely so grateful for everything and people know it. I communicate, I tell people all the time how amazing they are. I'm an encourager. And when I started actually one-on-one coaching with you about a year ago now, um, we were working through some things. And one of the things that you insisted on, which you insist on in your Thrive Forever Fit program too, is to actually dang well gratitude journal mm-hmm. three things a day. Yeah. And it's funny because I had no idea. I, here I'm this advocate for positive psychology and coaching and all of this. And I had no idea the power of that. So once I started, and, and since that day, I have books and journals full of what I'm grateful for every day. Yeah. And just taking that moment in the morning to focus myself and really think about it. And sometimes it's things like I'm grateful for fresh water. And sometimes it's things like I'm grateful for the great conversation with my kids last night. But it, it is, it does change you. I think yeah. since that moment, it, it, it shifted me in terms of being more grateful than I've ever been and just, just realizing how lucky I am. Yeah, it almost opens up, um, it opens up the emotional connection to the gratitude, right? Yeah. It's like, I think it's easy, you know, it's, we can, I mean, listen, who doesn't, I mean, I don't have kids, but I, I assume parents love their kids, right? I think that's a, a general most consensus, time. right? Most of, most of the time. Well, it, it, yeah. deep down, deep down, you'll yeah. love them. <laughs> and so, so for, for a parent like you to say, oh, I'm grateful for my kids. I mean, that's a, an obvious, right? Yeah. But I think there's, a, there's even a deeper attachment to that when you start to write it down, because it's like, if you can attach that emotion to that, to the writing of the words, then it almost like fortifies it inside of your DNA. And let's even use the, the fresh water as an example. Like that's something that we as, as Americans and as, as people who live in Switzerland and, and most of the modernized world, we kind of take for granted on a daily basis. Like, I mean, I've got a giant jug of water here that when I was filling it up, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed and lucky. But if you really think about it, I mean, this is a, a big deal. This is a gift. I mean, this is a, yeah. this is a, this is a beautiful representation of like abundance and awesomeness and gratitude and all these things in this clear little jar that now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I mean, this is, I mean, this is like gold, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's if, when you start to attach the emotions of gratitude like that, I mean, gosh, it just fortifies who you are. And then it's, it makes it easier for me. And I want you to answer this. It makes it easier for me to flip that switch on. It's like, you know, it's like, it's not just like fake gratitude or kind of going through the motions. It's like, no, Hey, I'm, I'm I'm seriously feel lucky right now. Well, it's actually a science. Yeah. It actually is a proven science, positive psychology. Gratitude is a positive emotion. And positive emotions have been proven time after time to enhance well-being and help people flourish in their life. Like you actually build connections in your brain. You actually um, change things. You, you, you get more perspective. You, um, you become more open. You see things in different ways. Like the brain chemistry actually changes with the practice of gratitude. Yeah. Let's get super nerdy. So actually what Wendy's saying is like, you actually, you actually create new neural pathways. And so if you think about a neural pathway, it's like, it's like a highway. And so like, it's, it's the, the most direct route to, to where it is you want to go. A lot of times we have these like country roads where we're trying to get from A to B and we just never get there because the neural pathways aren't connected strong enough. And so what gratitude does is it actually, I call it like, it 
fortifies your brain. It actually makes you smarter and happier and healthier. And there's a whole chemical reactions like serotonin and dopamine and, and all of these other chemicals that are, that are acting for you in your brain. And it's through the frequency, like, you know, let's get even deeper into the energetic fields of who we are. It's, it's through the frequency of those thoughts. A thought of gratitude carries a much different energetic frequency than a thought of negativity. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, this, it's kids, amazing. I, I'm such a believer now that when I was telling my kids I was doing this podcast, they're like, oh, what is, what is it about? And I, I said, oh, gratitude. And Jake, my son says, you are gratitude. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? What, do you, what does that even mean? And he's like, well, you make a journal every night, three things we're grateful for. Good. And I'm like, damn, yeah, you bet, buddy, I do. I Listen, really that's the highest that. compliment you've probably gotten I, in a while. Like you are, I wish somebody said, Jay, you are gratitude. I'd be like, you what? Like I won. <laughs> I'd be so stoked. So you know what? And I, let's talk about that. I think that is a beautiful thing. And you know me, I'm an advocate of, I, I don't have kids. And so I think a lot of times people are like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Like I always preface it to say, if I had a kid, I believe this is what I would do. I would present them with gratitude and the process of, of journaling about it and thinking about it and understanding it and knowing that there's a frequency and an energy and an emotion and a, a level of awesomeness that, you, that you're going to get out of life if you just start to see it that way and, and feel it that way. Let's talk about that. Did, did you just one day be like, and you're a teacher. So like, you know, you've got, you've got this built into your, your DNA already. But like, was, did you just like, Hey guys, I want us to every night do this. Or how did you present that? Cause I think a lot of parents are like, well, that's a great idea, but like, how am I going to get, you know, little Jimmy John to really do it every night? It's, it's actually a little bit embarrassing because no. I was on, on my little coachy gratitude high last year. And then January, I, I do love January. I know we should be reaching for our goals all the time, but I, I, like January. I really fresh start. And so I sat down with the kids and we wrote out our goals for the year. And um, we wrote out um, um, things like chores and that kind of thing too, and how they can make some money. And I think <laughs> I that's great. I said I'd pay them if they, like there's certain amount of points they get for each thing they do. So if huh. it's, I don't know, practicing their instrument, um, cleaning the floor, everything has a certain amount of value. And I made sure the journaling had like massive amounts of points compared to a lot of the other things. So they were extra motivated to do that every night. Um, I think that's worked. genius. Well, thank you. Thank you. It, it, it was really good. And I mean, you could argue that some, some parents don't believe in paying for that type of thing in chores, but it, it worked and it had such an awesome impact on my kids. And I've even, since then, I even do it in school now. And, and we're really lucky that we um, are adapting a whole new online platform called Flourishing for Kids. And it's based on um, the PERMA pillars of positive psychology. And they're going to go in there and um, we're starting pretty soon. And they're going to do their gratitude journaling and their strengths and all of that. Like this stuff works for kids. And if we're equipping them with these tools when they're like, 12 to like teenagers yeah. like they are getting set up for life for their well-being all right let's pause you know me like i love practical examples and so what you yeah. just said is 
some parents don't like to pay their kids to do <laughs> blank, right? Yeah. But Paul, let's, let's really seriously think about this. But they're willing to pay 80, 100, $200,000 for them to go to a university with these skills not in place. Yeah. And they're not going to get the maximum benefit that they would. So listen, you're, you, I don't care what you believe, you're paying for your kid's education either with, <laughs> either with pain with dollars, with reward, with, you know, whatever it is. So don't think that this is a, I think this is a magical genius idea on your part. Um, and, and listen, if you're a parent that can get your kids to do this without that, knock yourself out. I'm not saying yeah. that you have to do this, but this is not a negative in any way, shape or form. You're, you're teaching them, you're teaching them how the value of money, you're teaching them the value of action to get a revenue. You're teaching them, you're teaching them a lot of different lessons here. And you're just instilling the power of gratitude inside of them. And so when they go into this new application and this new program you guys are doing at school, I mean, can you imagine how more deeply they're it's going to impact them than it is a kid who's never even like there's going to be kids in that class that raise their hand and be like, I don't even know what gratitude is. And I'm not trying to be funny, but they're going to ask questions like that. Well, what do you mean? Like you know, I love my mom. Like I love, they're going to go to love first, right? They're going to say, well, I love my mom and I love my cat and I love my best friend, but they're not going to understand the depth of possibility and capability that your kids will, because you've kind of already, you know, instill that into their DNA. So I love that. I think it's cool. Thank you, Jay. That is validating. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I think it's, you know me, I don't validate unnecessarily. <laughs> so I'll, I only validate validatable things. And I think that is a, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think you're just setting your, your kids up for success. Let me ask you a couple of questions about that. Have you seen a transition since you started that last year? And I also love, I want to talk about this as well. Don't let me forget this, how you guys sat down and wrote your, hey, for next year, this is what we want to do. These are our family goals, personal goals, individual goals. But have you yeah. seen a differentiation in day one from writing their gratitude to like maybe how you've listened to how they articulate it now? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's hard to know if it's just the brain developing that they're, they're yeah. just growing up and that it's, it, they do, they, they're great kids. They have a, a real appreciation. I, every parent says that, they, but I see that in my children. They, they have a real appreciation for things. And um, it's funny because we're in a very, very, very wealthy school. It's a private school. You pay like $30,000 a year to go there. And my kids go there because I'm a teacher there. So um, they're surrounded all the time by the kids who have the newest iPhones. Uh, Daddy drove them to school in the Ferrari or the Aston Martin or, you know, they have these huge mansions and castles, um, but they're not very grateful for it. Whereas my kids, we're, we're just normal people in average life. Um, and they are grateful for, for experiences and, and for the little things. So that's a blessing. That's magic. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't be grateful for the little things, you'll never be able to be grateful for the big things. Right. Yeah. So I think it's like people like, you know, I grew up in, you know, a double wide trailer house. And so I, you know, the fact that, you know, I have a home now that's, you know, multiple bedrooms and all the things in my own office, like I don't take this for granted at all. Like I remember sharing a room with my brother. You know, I remember sharing a bathroom with my brother. I remember sharing everything with my brother. Right. And so it's like, now it's like, even though it's a, it's a modest house in, in California, like I'm so grateful for this. And, you know, I think that's, that's a really, 
that's a beautiful thing that your kids are going to take with yeah. them through that. I want to touch on one thing. So I hear this because you said, you know, they're kids and maybe it's just the development of their brain and whatever. I want adults to, to listen to what I'm about to say is like your brain has not stopped developing. Mm-hmm. It's like we have this concept of humans is like we think, oh, I'm going to learn from the time I'm what, what as a stupid question. When do kids go to school? When do you start school? Like Four. Six. Okay, five or six. So from the time I'm five years old, I'm going to go into a learning facility and I'm going to learn until the time I'm maybe 20, 21, 22 years old, if you get your doctrine and whatever, maybe further. But then it's over. I'm going to spend the rest of my life, the next probably from, gosh, I mean, even longer. So let's just say you start learning from the time you're born until your time you're 20. So 20 years, I'm going to learn. And then if you live to 80, for the next 60 years, you're just eh, to hell with it. I'm just going to see what happens. That's a crazy concept, guys. This thing will consist. It's so malleable. And like we talked about those neural pathways, they can be created all for the rest of our lives. And so never you know, stop. Neuroplasticity, right? Yeah, never stop thinking that you're too old to learn or to adapt or to do these things. And the way I see it with, with adults, when I start teaching them the value of gratitude and all the principles that, that we go over and, and Thrive Forever Fit is the first thing I, I notice is their language changes, right? They're, the words they use to describe themselves or the environment or the situation changes. And that's when you really start to see like, okay, this person's actually like, there's, there is some, some brain you know, neuroplasticity and neural pathways are being connected in, in the creation. And that's such a magical, magical thing. So Gosh, you it. have the best job. <laughs> I don't even think it's a job. Like I just, I get to do some really cool stuff. You know what I mean? You I get really to, do. And I you're to, excellent at it. But uh, it's like listen. how wonderful that you can match the energy and like with your clients. And oh, it's well, I appreciate that. I, you know what? I don't, even though I don't, if somebody said how or why or whatever, I don't have the answers for that. I think, I think some people are born to do certain things. And I just feel like this is what I am supposed to do. And I just have an, I have a bizarre understanding of, of humans and why they do what they do. And, and when they do something that they do, I can always see a, a way for them to, if they want to change, I can always usually find a way to, for them to find a pathway to that change. And it's usually not very challenging, if, if not very hard. Sometimes it's challenging, but it's not hard. And so, gosh, I just feel so lucky and awesome. And I think you have gratitude. No, my, I really do. And my heart's so open to like want to help people that, you know, Lance and I talked about this earlier. My, my friend, I talked to you, I told you I was going to be on the show before you. It's like he and I have this really connective energy of like a, this open, like love for each other. And so whenever I you know, whenever his picture came up on the screen before the audio even connected, I got like this is almost like, you know, you, you stick your tongue to a battery, like you get that little bit of a charge or like energy. And it's like, it's because we, I share a love and connection with this other human because we just get each other. Right. And I that's think that amazing. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's so it awesome. Thing. And I want people to feel that like, that's my sole goal is like, people are like, Oh, you help people lose weight. I'm like, that's just a side effect. Like, Oh, you help me with this. I'm like, that's a side effect. Like if I can just get people to start doing these, like, like just love their life and, and feel the awesomeness and abundance in it. Like love that's, love, oh right? my gosh. So let's talk about that, that yearly, that yearly thing you do with your kids. Cause I, you know me, I love tactical, practical things that, that make a massive difference. So 
whether you have kids or you don't have kids, I think we should all be doing this. Like, so you guys sat down and you're like, Hey, what, what is this next year going to look like for us? So give me an example of that. Um, gosh, I don't even remember the process. I have to bring that up again because it's coming up. Um, no. We really just sat down, talked about the people we want to be, the family we want to be, family mantra, family values, and then talked through them in, uh, talked with each kid individually. And I did it too with them. I let yeah. them see what I wanted my goals to be too. And um, it was hard. I think it was hardest for Jake um, to really think beyond um, getting better at soccer and yeah. things like that's what matters to him, the sport. Uh, and then we could get more into like, uh, I want to be kind. I want to be more kind to people. I want to, um, actually, I have them. Hang on. I have it right here. It's on a bulletin board in my. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So there's a uh, visual, there's a visual component oh, to he, that, which I love. To, he wanted to do a bat. I have these little cards with them, uh, like right at our like power station. Yeah. Um, he wants to improve his handwriting, being more kind, um, backflip. Awesome things like that super adorable and then Helena's were more um keeping a room organized learn at least 5,000 new words um, what publish a, publish a digital book what hold on a minute Elena wants to learn 5,000 new words yeah she's a reader she's she's 13 um I should make that my goal because you know me I make up words all the time no, like, is, that even, is that even a real. word your words are my favorite. Someday I'm going to have my own dictionary. It's just going to be yeah. words Jay made up. It's usually a combination of like four words. And I'm like, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Jack Assery, I think is my all time favorite. I, so I've good. got, I've got so many and I don't even know where they come from. It's, but it's they insane. even make sense. That's, that's I know that's the crazy they're part. They're good words. Yeah. That's the crazy <laughs> part. They're not, it's not like alien language. I'm like, that, people are like, no, I get it a hundred percent. I don't know how to spell it. Is it hyphenated? Is it not hyphenated? Like, does it have one of those weird little things? Um, I love this that you just said. So, and you didn't say this words, but you said you shared yours with them. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a vulnerability in that with being a parent um, because it's like, what if I don't get this, right? And then I just, I told my kid, I'm like, hey, this is what mom's gonna do. Well, and, to be honest, I do choose the low-hanging fruit there. That's okay. And I, I'm not telling my kids I need to lose 30 pounds because I don't want them. I don't want you to put that into their brain, but I'm still talking about, me. yeah, but I'm thinking, but I think it's, it's more the vulnerability of them understanding that mom wants to change too. Mom yeah. wants to be better. It's not, I'm not talking about like the actual you know, mom would like to, you know, like to fit into a bikini or like, you know, stuff like that. It's like, hey, wait a minute. You know, I'm talking about just the vulnerability of them understanding that like, listen, I'm not just, I'm not just being a mom here and saying, hey, you guys do this and you guys get better and you guys be better kids. Your mom wants to be a better mom. I want to be a better human. And so I think there's the power in that vulnerability, not necessarily the individual things that it is that you want to get better at. So I think that's a beautiful, you know, tool that you're using with your kids let me ask you this because you said something earlier i i, I keep I, this is my notes for you so far i've been i write down like everything you say because i found there's so much value and like going a little bit deeper into like in, into into concepts and things and you talked about a, a new program you guys are developing at school mm -hmm. this is something i think about all the time i'm like how can I get, if you're listening right now and you're a teacher, you're an administrator, you're whatever, how can I get, and I promise I will keep my language clean. 
How can I get into your school and start talking to your kids about mindfulness and gratitude and abundance and, and just all of the ways that that will improve their lives from the time that they are under, they can understand human language until the rest of their lives. What is it you guys are doing? How did you get this? Is it because it's a private school? Like, what is it? Because I think this is unbelievable. So it's called um, Flourish DX and it was established for the workplace. And the idea was for um, employers to keep track of the well-being and, and work with data um, of, of their employees. And from okay. then it went into school. So it's been adapted for students. So the idea that it's, it's multifaceted, there's so many different components, but there's the one where they can check in every day um, with emojis and say how they feel. So it's tracking their well-being. So you actually have the data to see how kids are doing in general. Yeah. And then there's the um, strength survey. So they do the VIA strength survey. And then from their results, they're given like their five um, top strengths. And then there's exercises about how to develop them further, implement them. Maybe they see strengths that they don't have that they'd like to work on, but they provide all of the resources and the exercises to develop them. So as a teacher, you just go to this platform and you don't have to do any prep. It's just all there for you. And then the, I think the coolest part is the well-being survey. So it promotes the PERMA. So the PERMA of psychology, so positive emotions, engagement, relationship, meaningfulness, and achievement. And then it rank, after they do the survey, they can see what they're doing really well in and what they need, areas they need to focus more because it teaches you that you need to be high in all levels to flourish or to have a really um, amazing life. And so then the students and the teachers, or like one teacher per student, it, not everybody gets to see it, um, can look at, oh, that you're low in positive, positive emotions. Here are some exercises um, to improve that. Here's some videos to watch um, and that kind of thing. It's, it's really, really cool. And it's anything from like simple, simple exercises, like write a letter to your parents about how grateful you are or yeah. think of someone to like, like far more intricate, like exercises feeling about like meaningfulness in their life or something. It's so cool. I mean, I listen, this is what schools should be. I mean, right? I, obviously we, like, listen, I love Magellan and I love all those cats that <laughs> sail the seven seas and all that stuff, but I have never once in my life used that for anything to make my life better. Right. I think we should be educating kids on history and everything like that. But this, my friends, is okay unbelievable like this is value that they'll be able to use for the rest of their lives not just use but actually to create a life that is valuable yeah you know what it's i mean it's like like totally equipping them for it to be resilient to be what's the name of it again Lindy? flourish it's just flourish and then dx i can send you the link too okay i'll just write flourish dx yeah i just think that's fascinating so it was developed for the workplace and then they yeah kind of it's like out of australia actually they're they're kind of known to be leaders in education, those Australians. They so this is something that they probably have done in their school systems for a while? Well, I, I don't know. I okay. have no idea like how it engaged the actual Australians are with it, if it's something they use all the time. It's kind of not many schools. We're, we're not a pilot school, but there aren't a lot of schools in Europe that use it now. And I don't okay. even know if it's gone into America. I have no clue. Is this the first year you'll be using it? Yeah, so it just started, um, we're just starting right now, and a, a colleague of mine who's as passionate as me have kind of taken it over, we've kind of yeah. 
we're kind of rolling it out with staff and trying to get every everybody excited and it's so much work because you also have to um, get the staff to understand the pillars like you can't just yeah. say here's a program like we have to do a lot of training on PERMA and really get the buy-in because if the teachers aren't enthusiastic so it's neat too we did a whole session last week where uh, the teachers we took them through mini exercises for each mm -hmm. of the pillars it was so cool so we did a little exercise for positive emotions we did gratefulness we did strength it was really cool and well let's be honest the teachers the teachers need this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's a double yeah. it's a double edged sword. It's like yeah. you, the, the teachers are going to get they're going to get better and more fortified with their own emotional you know intelligence and and how they handle everything while they're teaching the kids. I mean, this is a this is such a win win for everybody. This should be like a prerequisite. I know. I don't know everybody. where our head of school. I don't know where she even found it. I don't know how she came across it. Maybe at a conference or something. Wow. But I'm just. So pleased that she took that on. Yeah, like it's a really big deal. We've come a long way. So I can't wait to get your feedback after you guys have done it for the first, you know, segment, just to see like what the response was and how, you know, the development of, of the kids was from like day one till the end. Like that's going to be so cool to be able. Oh to yeah, and you'll love this. I forgot to mention this. So it's not only perma, but it's perma plus health. So there's a huge emphasis wow. on nutrition, exercise, and sleep. So they have cool. their own pillows, pillars too. I always just think about the PERMA part, but it's actually like they're taught um, how to like take care of their physical bodies too. 100%. I mean, like, listen, I mean, I don't want to get into a full-blown health conversation, but like that should be taught in school. Like what you're eating is directly correlated to how you're thinking and how you're feeling and how you're everything is associated. And like, I don't think kids even know that. Like there's no concept of that taught in like the public school system. It's like, you know, they teach them health and it's like the, you know, it's the diagram of like, you know, the brain down to the big toe and it's the esophagus and whatever, but there's no like practicality that's brought into that, into the teaching of that. So I think that's so awesome and amazing. I, I want to come to Switzerland and be in like, what grade yeah. are we teaching this in? All uh, from six to 12. I'll go eighth grade. Eighth grade is probably okay. a good level for me. That's, That's probably you know. a good idea. Yeah. Anything above that's a little. Yeah, I'll be way too advanced for me. No, I'm talking about I want to be a student. Like I want to be in with the eighth graders, like taking the test. I don't want to get overwhelmed in like in high school. Like eighth grade, I feel like I could cruise through and kind of, you know, be the cool guy. Just, you know, hey, how you, do, how you doing? I've been here before. I may be a little bigger than that. But the 13-year-old with the beard. I'll shave. I'll, I'll trim this down a little bit. I'll be like, mom, there's like. There's a new kid in school. He's got a full, he's got a beard. It's weird. Very weird. He's got a weird accent too. So, but man, this has been so awesome. Like what are, what are, what are some of your things that you're looking forward to? I mean, I know we've got the new year coming up and you're going to revisit kind of your goals and your things like that, but like, how are you going to use gratitude to, to finish out, you know, the rest of the year really, really strong and then kind of move into the next level of 2022? Well, I'm grateful that my parents are finally coming from Canada. Awesome. How long has it been since you've seen them? A couple of weeks, two years. And normally awesome. we see them at least twice a year. So that's been, so I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, of course, I'm just grateful for the holiday season. I love it. I love the time with the kids. I'm yeah. kind of grateful for ski season, although not really, because <laughs> they're all better than me. But uh, um, that's okay. Snowshoeing. I'll be snowshoeing. Um, yeah, I just, everything's just good. Awesome. Yeah. 
Good, good, good. Well, I just want to say thank you for for doing this for me today and for being on the show. I thought you'd thank be Thank you. I'm all like red amazing. and hot and bothered from all the excitement. That was so fun. Yeah, I mean, listen, like this is what life should be. Like these are the kind of conversations that I love to have. Like I, you know, I like to go deep and like, you know, talk about real life and, and happiness and psychology and the whole nine yards. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you being willing to go deep in the streets with me and and have some some neuroplasticity conversations and yeah. and things like that. And you're amazing, buddy. I'm super proud of you and all that you're doing. Give me a little update on your uh, your oh mount. I was gonna say spelunking. What the heck is spelunking? Your mountaineering adventures. Have you been? Is it too snowy to to do no, things? No, no, that's just a whole season. So I can get. I'm getting crampons for my boots. I'm going on Saturday. Um, the snow line's not so low yet so I'm going again on Saturday been doing some rock climbing so that's extremely motivating for for the listeners I I just like to find ways for weight loss and health that don't actually just involve the the appearance part of it because I can get fixated on that I like to have like physical challenge goals that a little bit more healthy for the mind. <laughs> That's cool. Now, do you have a, do you have a goal? Like a, is there like a thing you want to do or whatever? Like yeah. climb? what are we doing? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's not a, I have a few bigger goals, but my first step will be, there's um, a mountain called the Brighthorn right beside the Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of known to be the first over 4,000 meters. Um, but it's not that difficult. Like um, it, it, it's not that big of a deal to do, but it kind of gets you like the idea of what it's like to be roped in and that kind of thing. So that'll be yeah. my first like official real mountaineering because I hike all the time, but not like real yeah. climbing. Hiking. That'd be awesome. Do you have an, do you have an idea of when you want to do that? Um, well, I think it depends on, well, I think that one you can do when there's snow on there. I think you just need your crampons. Um, but I definitely by June, when the regular hiking starts, I, I have my eyes on some high peaks that I want to storm. So, awesome. Well, yeah. I have zero doubts that you'll be, uh, you'll be summoning all of your peaks and, and mm-hmm. doing all the amazing, let's just keep being you and you'll be perfectly fine. Let's see. <laughs> you will be. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. I appreciate Thank you. Jay. All right. I'll talk <laughs> to you soon. Great. All okay. right. Bye. Bye.